And they said unto her, You are mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. Ma'asim, Acts of the Apostles, 12.15 Let me see if I have this right. Kepha is standing outside of the house of Yochanan Marcus, banging on the door in the cold, dark night, saying something to the effect of, let me in, while Miriam and the others are preoccupied in a debate as to whether it is Kepha or his representative angel. I don't know how many times I scoured over that passage without ever seeing it. The quip about the angel. Who talks like that, by the way? I have been to numerous in-home Bible studies in my day, and I can't recall anyone claiming Bob or Douglas's angel is waiting around on the front porch the moment the doorbell rings. Not to make a mountain out of a molehill or anything, but is that a thing? Is my guardian angel supposed to rattle the knob to let someone know I'm held up in traffic and won't be long? Or are we simply dealing with a biblical era phenomena? Oh, and the other elephant in the room. The supposed angel standing at Miriam's door was Kepha's doppelganger. Is that also a thing? If so, then I have just shown you several depictions of the angel breaking Kepha out of the joint, and not one of them put the two and two together. I'm thinking this deserves another one of my homebrewed investigations. By the way, I do not intend the following report to be a history of angels, nor the day-to-day -day employments and duties of angels in heaven above and the corresponding earth below. Actually, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Presently, I am only interested in the MOS of some angels, doppelganger angels. I want to know if Ma'asim is a one-off. Whenever this subject comes up, there is always the know-it-all smarty pants in the room who insist the Hebrew word for angel is malak, and that it means messenger in English, which is to say, not the spiritual creature we nearly always take them as. Well, my interest lies with the spiritual creatures whom we refer to as angels, the same angels whom the Hebrews described with the malak designation rather than the human messenger moniker. There is a Greek counterpart, by the way. Angelos means precisely what it sounds like, angel. And if you were paying attention, I included the word in the Ma'asim 12.15 passage. Supposing you are insistent that Kepha's doppelganger was a human messenger and not a heavenly ruach, because there is one in every crowd, then we are still pressed to figure out why biblical messengers were body doubles and was this a requirement of the first century postal service? Regarding the angel, I will give you yet another example in scripture in hopes of settling the debate. This one comes from Hebrews 1.14, and it says, Are not all angels ministering Ruachoth sent to serve those who will inherit Yeshua? Seems rather rock solid of a case if you want my opinion on it. What you have just read is the worldview of the first century Hebrews. Angels are ministering Ruachoth, sent to serve those who will inherit Yeshua, and sometimes they even knock on the door during a Bible study. By the way, I checked. It took some additional sleuth work, and I am happy to report Kepha's doppelganger wasn't simply a one-off. In the game of Peekaboo, you will have to look beyond Roman canon, though when you do, appearances by the said lookalike Ruach continues. 
This comes from Acts of Kepha 22, by the way. And Marcellus turned to sleep for a short space and awoke and said unto Kepha, O Kepha, thou apostle of Mashiach, let us go boldly unto that which lieth before us. For just now, when I turned myself to sleep for a little, I beheld thee sitting in a high place, and before thee a great multitude, and a woman exceeding foul, in sight like an Ethiopian, not an Egyptian, but altogether black and filthy, clothed in rags, and with an iron collar about her neck and chains upon her hands and feet, dancing. And when thou saw me, thou said to me with a loud voice, Marcellus, the whole power of Shimon Magus and of his Elohim is this woman which dances. Do thou behead her. And I said to thee, Behold, Kepha, I am a senator of a high race, and I have never defiled my hands, neither killed so much as a sparrow at any time. And thou, hearing it, did begin to cry out yet more, Come thou, our true sword, Yehusha HaMashiach, and cut off not only the head of this devil, behew all her limbs and pieces in the side of all these whom I have approved in thy service. And immediately, one like unto thee, O Kepha, having a sword, hewed her in pieces, so that I looked earnestly upon you both, but on thee and on him that cut in pieces that devil, and marveled greatly to see how alike ye were. And I awakened and have told unto thee these signs of Mashiach. And when Kepha heard it, he was the more filled with courage, for that Marcellus had seen these things, knowing that Adonai always cares for his own. And being joyful and refreshed by these words, he rose up to go into the forum. Acts of Kepha 22 The passage is somewhat lengthy, and it is the conclusion which I wanted you to see. The first two paragraphs were included because I felt some context was needed, though explanation is probably still in order. Kepha is on his way to Rome to confront Simon Magus. Magus will fall to his death during the exchange, and afterwards Kepha will be crucified. Well, Marcellus, a man identifying himself as a senator, has a dream, though it is more like a vision, involving an Ethiopian woman who dances seductively, even though she is filthy, clothed in rags, with an iron collar about her neck and chains upon her hands and feet. That woman represents the spiritual whore, Simon Magus. In his vision, Marcellus sees Kepha, but then he also sees Kepha's doppelganger, an angel who hacks off the whore's head with a sword. The message is that Kepha's spiritual twin will be there with him in Rome to defeat his spiritual oppressor. This brings the as-above-so-below axiom, though I much prefer on earth as it is in heaven, to a whole new level. Now, I'm trying to keep these videos short. I don't intend to explain that every time. Shorter videos allow people to process information a little bit better, whereas longer videos, I can pack much more stuff in. Much of that is lost. Then again, with the shorter videos, there, there might be many rebuttals based on the things I have yet to say. All that to say, angelic doppelgangers is something that has my fascination right now mirror images that enact the divine. And I have much more to say on it. I've actually found a lot more scripture, which helps to build this case. And yet it has rarely been commented upon. What I'd also like to do in upcoming episodes is ask the question, do we have doppelgangers?
could we say that our guardian angel is our twin image? Or are these cases unique to certain fathers of the faith? I definitely think there's a good case to be made on the second option.